Hello! This is Push to Shout on our brand new YouTube channel called Push to Shout. Spankin' Fresh. Spankin' Fresh YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this thing. I hope you guys are all on board. It's going to be an HD. Uh, we're live at 10 o'clock Central Time, 11 o'clock Eastern Time, which is not necessarily our usual time, but who gives a shit? We're live, and uh, we're glad you're joining us, and I'm Skip. I'm Mike. And uh, we're going to talk about some video games. We've got exciting announcements. We've got Gamescom. We've got not a whole lot else. But uh, you, you go ahead and uh, start us out. Tell us something. Tell us. Tell us. Tell me about yourself. I will. I'll tell you what's new in my world. So, uh, I saw a movie just before we started this. Mission Impossible Five, or at least I think it's the fifth one. Um, I believe the official title is three. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely not three. Oh, it's a Rogue Nation. Mission Impossible Rogue. The last Nation. one was three. Oh no! no. Right? There was another one after that, like a non-numbered sequel. Ghost Protocol, and I can't tell you. Was it not Mission Impossible Three? Ghost Protocol. There was a third, and then there was like a break, and then they like okay. rebooted it, but it wasn't really a reboot. Anyway, I saw the track. last one and I loved it. I liked it. I can't tell you what happened in it, but I liked it. I remember he that. climbed a tower. There was a sandstorm. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were like in Dubai. Yeah, there was a hot Russian assassin. Yes, this one also has a hot assassin. And it also has uh, various romps through Middle Eastern lands. And it's just as good as the last one. Um, awesome. Maybe better. Like, awesome. It's not breaking new ground. It's not like Mad Max Fury Road where it's just revolutionizing action. But it's just a rock-solid action movie. Um, you know, you can follow the details of any given action scene. It's not just overwhelming they throw in nice little touches. Um, just for instance, there's one scene where Tom Cruise has to really ride a corner on this motorcycle, and he's leaning almost completely over, and his his knee, his knee and like his jeans is unprotected, and it like skids against the ground. He's like, "Oh shit!" It's nice little moments like that in the action, and they yeah. keep it at a at a nice pace. They had a very hateable villain that was, <laughs> you know. Very silly, but it worked because it's just like a classic action movie. The thing I liked about the last one was that they would like to to create a an a, a thrilling scene. They would they would just like you could tell that they came up with like a really really simple core concept and worked from that because it yeah. would be like all right he's climbing up the side of a building and his climbing gloves start to malfunction. That's it. That's all you need. And then and then the sandstorm's coming and it's like instant instant you know, intense moment. And, uh, oh, what, what was the other one? The, the, oh yeah. Them going through the hallway with like the fake projector screen that was like projecting yeah. the hallway. That was awesome. I loved that scene so much. And they had like the fake drop. I, I, that it was, it was, I remember watching it with people. I forgot who, but I remember watching it with people who were just going, this is stupid and unrealistic. And I was like, this is awesome. It, it it's, is. It's a really good scene. It's, it's not really realistic, intense. but it's, it's it doesn't have to great. be. And, that's this movie is like that it's just perfect at building the suspense and the tension and just keep it keeps ramping it up until it can't go any higher and then it just diffuses it all at once and it's all great i mean i could just go on and on about all the great little action set pieces but one of the more memorable ones that happens pretty early on in the movie it's this this really awesome scene where tom cruise has to go underwater without breathing equipment and sort of be trapped 
in this small space with high currents and do like this very precise mechanical procedure while he's running out of breath. It's just, it's great. It's so good at building suspense. I recommend it. It's very long, but it didn't really feel its length. Yeah. I don't really have much else to say about Mission Impossible, though. It was it was good. Really solid action movie. Well, cool. Um, oh, yeah, and it was brought to you by Microsoft and BMW. There, oh. there were so many product placement moments for Microsoft. Yeah, there I think there were like, a few in the last one, too. There were like 10 Windows phones and um, Simon Pegg's character. I forget his name, but the tech guy. He's um, playing Halo 5 Guardians at his desk at the CIA. And then I hate that. Yeah. It was quick enough. It was merciful. And because they did so much of the action practically, it's not, you know, again, not like Mad Max Fury Road level of practical effects, but you can tell that it, it wasn't just a CGI schlock fest. Sure. So, you know, if the Microsoft bucks can go toward that, then it's fine. And yeah, they made a big deal out of that scene where he's climbing on the plane and, and how that was actually Tom Cruise doing the actual stunt, like the plane actually taking off yes, and stuff. Yes, yes. That scene actually, it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie. It's the <laughs> first thing, the very first scene in That's the movie. That's not surprising. Just kind of showing you what IMF is and what crazy missions sure. are. And BMW, basically every car in the movie is a BMW, except the ones that, you know aren't good that the heroes destroyed. drive the bmws exactly and they have magical functions like a a fingerprint scanner on the driver window that's a new bmw feature sweet uh yeah so that's mission impossible rogue nation i also played yume nikki for the first time sounds like I a weeb thing it it well it's got a pretty big cult following mecha gamezilla made a video about it like a long time ago. Mm. It didn't work on my computer until, until I remember. now. And it's very interesting. You're just kind of dreaming and walking around different dream worlds. And it would be doing it a disservice to say that it's just trippy. You know, like in the, whoa, man, it's so trippy. It's like, whoa, it's like you're high. But it it does have like a very surreal and unsettling air to it sure like you can't predict how things will behave the visuals are just all over the place you're oftentimes like wondering what the fuck am i looking at and sometimes little you can only see a very small amount of space around your character and so sometimes you're not sure if like the environment is forming a shape and you sort of have to walk around it and piece that together in your head and you're going into different dream worlds and waking up and you can get trapped by horrible dream creatures and have to wake yourself up it's really really interesting and there's a ton of content like i don't know how i'll ever get through it all it's really cool i really recommend people play that game it's there's really i haven't played anything like you Nikki. cool and uh finger bones it's a dumb little i play that it's a dumb little horror free-to-play game it's very cheap and stupid uh, this guy, he rapes his daughter in a post-apocalyptic world Great. and keeps her finger bones and shows her in the cellar Great. and it has Minecraft graphics and writing like Dear Esther. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's dumb. But you just sold it's free, me. So what can you say? <laughs> and that's me. All right. Uh, I, I wish I had video games to talk about. The only video game I've played in the last week is Rocket League and I haven't even actually played that much Rocket League. It actually got updated. Uh, really, some really small stuff, not nothing major, but uh, 
they uh, they finally are they're finally punishing players for leaving early because a big problem was if you like join a three v three game or something, people will drop out and then it's the whole game is ruined because you just can't play with and and there's no punishment for people dropping out so like they'll get scored against once and then they'll just drop out. And, uh, and it ruins the whole game, and that that that's really annoying. So now they're actually punishing players for dropping out. And I think they only punish the first player that drops out, and then if the other players drop out, they don't get punished. So it's What's a it's a simple. Uh, I think it's like a thirty minute ban yeah. on matchmaking or something something like that. So you know, just a simple solution. They'll probably need to tweak it and refine it. But I'm glad they're. I'm really glad they're updating that game because I was actually kind of afraid that they wouldn't, but. Seems like they are. Uh, so that's that's my Rocket League update. Uh, yeah, that's good because I I've only played it a handful of times, maybe mm-hmm. twelve games altogether, and I remember like three or four games had people leave. Yeah, it's very common and it's very annoying if you're if you're playing with teams. But like like one v one, it's not a big problem. And I I've actually been playing quite a bit of one v one, but there is a fundamental element of luck to one v one, which which kind of doesn't ruin it but sometimes like it's really frustrating because like it don't someone will just get like a really lucky goal that that is not down to skill at all and that's that's annoying but it's kind of how it has to be uh but anyway that's that uh now for non-video game things uh i i watched for the first time <laughs> i don't know what i don't know why i started watching this uh r kelly's magnum opus trapped in the closet uh have you ever seen it you know, I've heard about it, and I heard the Weird Al song when I was little. <laughs> but no, I have. It's a good Weird Al song. In the closet. Um, yeah, I actually didn't see the whole thing. I only saw the first six episodes. It's like thirty something. They he calls them chapters long. Like it must be like a long feature length film size, or maybe like two films. I don't know. But um, oh, I thought it's it was really just long. a song. What? The- no, it is. It is. Uh, it's all the same tune, or at least the first six chapters are. He considers them different songs, but they're not. They're they're the same tune and everything. Uh, and he just sings. He sings what's happening on the screen, and I still can't tell if there's an intentional level of humor to it or not. It's extremely funny, but I have no idea if it's being funny on purpose. Uh, and maybe that's part of what makes it so good, because like. First of all, every chapter that I've watched so far, and I've watched six of them, every single one ends with this like massive cliffhanger. <laughs> I, and sometimes it's really stupid. Like it's just the stupidest. And I'm not gonna like spoil it because I feel like people need to experience it. But th- th- yeah, it, a stupid big cliffhanger. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure every chapter except one that I've seen has involved him pulling out his gun and or waving it around at people. Um, and it's just insanity. It's it's the weirdest thing, and I love it, and I need to finish it. Uh, but unfortunately, if you watch it on YouTube, it's like the official Vivo channel or whatever, and they like cut off like the last 10 seconds. And that's where the cliffhanger happens, and so it ruins it. They um, remove the cliffhangers? Why? Yeah, because they want you to buy it or whatever. Uh, wow. So, yeah. So where do you... So, I don't know. I was looking for I was looking for some illegitimate streams of it, but I couldn't really find anything reliable. But I didn't try that hard, to be honest. But I, I do I do want to see the rest of it because it was really really entertaining. And Omar from The Wire is a cop. Really? Yes. Wow. No. <laughs> it's it's bizarre. What happened? R. Kelly's in jail, right? 
Isn't he? I I don't know. I thought he pissed on like a He a pissed kid. on a 16-year-old girl or something. I don't know, 15-year-old. But I don't know how long that lands you in jail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Highly recommend that. Um, another thing I highly recommend is uh, a Big Bang Theory script. And let me see if I have it pulled up. Oh, I, I read the first part of it, but I had something to do, yeah. and that was not high on my priority. <laughs> right. I, I, slug through I don't have it pulled up right now, and I can't. Fuck. Shit. Was it official, or just... Uh, no. No, not at all. Fan thing. It's just a, it's a fan thing. Um, if, if you probably, if you Google Big Bang Theory script and click on the first link that isn't... Like, if you click on the first link that obviously isn't something that's officially endorsed by the Big Bang Theory, this is probably the result. Um, it's, it, it, I, I don't even know if I can describe it. Give it, it's, a, give it a go. It is, uh, the Big Bang Theory without humor, uh, and with very heavy philosophical, uh, debates in every, every page is like its own little enclosed scene and every, every, every page has its own little debate in which Sheldon and Leonard, um, I, it, I found it. I found it. It goes places. Uh, the Herculean Big Bang Theory spec script. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 It is Herculean. I guess that would be a good <laughs> word for it. Uh, it. It's like a. It's like a platonic dialogue. It really, really goes Sheldon. places. Okay. Uh you need to finish it. <laughs> That's gonna be me tonight. Yes, and most Mark I Kelly think most of the scenes end with Bazinga. Of course, but you got to. But with zero context <laughs> or humor whatsoever, it's it's really good. Um, so check that out. And uh, oh yeah, over the weekend I uh, I went to uh, my family has a river house on the Warrior River, uh, which is a dammed river in Alabama goes through Tuscaloosa and uh, basically it's like it's like a really redneck kind of area um, middle of nowhere Alabama um, and this weekend or last weekend they had a, a an event called an aquapalooza okay and what they do is they get a, a floating stage and uh, and everyone drives their boats there and you know, sits on the boats, ties their boats all up in a line and stuff. Like one person will put down an anchor and everyone else will tie up to them and, and everyone sits around, swims and stuff and, and they play music. Um, and it's, it is, it is an experience. There's a lot of rebel flags being flown, uh, a lot of beer being drank. But I thought Obama made those illegal now. Uh, they are not illegal. No. Uh, it turns out you can still legally be. fly them. They should be. They should all be hunted down and burnt i think we should get apple on the case uh yeah uh if only steve jobs were still here um but yeah that was an experience and uh and there was there was, uh, something happened a group of people did something that i think has fundamentally changed it shouldn't i, I, sh- I guess i should have seen this coming i'm i i like to think that i'm cynical enough about society that i i would have seen this coming but a group of college kids, a large group of college kids came to this thing and they tied up all their like wakeboarding, fancy wakeboarding boats 
and uh, and these boats have like big speakers on them that face towards the back, and they all tied up these boats in front of the stage, and at least one of them started just playing extremely loud like pop music and rap music like Katy Perry and 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 that shots 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 shot, that that song like over top of the while the live music was being played what the fuck yeah uh and then they were doing their beer bongs and stuff and it was just the most stereotypical thing ever and i could not believe that someone could be so arrogant to do that to like go to a live music festival and start playing music over their speakers it, it, it was insanity and i actually swam over there i couldn't i couldn't handle it i actually had to go over there and just ask them like why are you playing music at a live music festival um but i couldn't like so it was a huge group of people and i couldn't get i couldn't find whoever owned that boat or whoever like everyone was just like well i don't know i don't own the boat um but finally I, I, as i was asking someone this girl that was next to me and at this point i'm like right by the boat that's playing the music and I, I'm, I'm yelling to this guy, and I'm like, who's playing the music? We're at a live music festival. Who's playing the music? The girl next to me looks at me with this, like, really shocked, horrified, offended look on her face and says, someone's playing music? She didn't know? She was right next to the boat, and she had been, as far as I know, the whole time. She was unaware that 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 I, that, that is that was such just a – like, I guess at this point it was just – it's just something that is subconscious now that when they go and drink beer with their buds, that that music is always being played or something. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. It was blowing my mind. But anyway, I got extremely lucky because apparently like through the, like the telephone game effect of multiple people telling each other that I was going around asking someone why they were playing music. Eventually I heard someone mention, uh, they're telling us to turn the music down as if like I was like they. a festival official, yeah, just the ominous they, and they ended up turning it off completely. So I was really proud of myself, uh, even though it was just complete luck, probably. But yeah, I, scarier it, than it, them. Yeah, they, the 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 vague they. Uh, I I um I was blown away that someone would do something like that. Just start playing music. Well, why go to a live music festival and play? Oh my god, it blew my mind. I, um, from what you're telling me, I can't even. I can't even tell if they knew what they were doing. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. I think that's why they turned it off. I think at some point someone went like, oh, yeah, there's like a band. Maybe we shouldn't be playing this music. Like they just – it was just a thing for them to go to and and what they do when they go to places is they play music at their on their boat and drink beer. And that was just what they did and they didn't once think about it. And, and and in some ways, that's even more offensive to me than if they had gone there with the intent of fucking everyone <laughs> over and playing live. Because at least then, like, they're smart enough or, or aware enough to know what they're doing is, is being assholes. But in this case, they're assholes inherently. Like, they just can't help it. They just – they're just so unaware of themselves. Anyway, that's my story. Uh, so that <laughs> that was my week. Um uh, that sounds like a blast. Was I mean, was the rest of it good? Oh no, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, that was like they 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 only played through a few songs, and then I had to go over there and 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 find out what was going on, and then they turned it off. So it, it was fine. But yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was fun. There were a lot of people there, uh, and some people like have these huge like houseboats, like two story houseboats that are like 
200 feet long. They like parked those things next to it. It was actually a pretty big event, which is surprising because this is like the middle of fucking nowhere, Alabama. Uh, but Adger, Alabama, you can look it up. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, so, all right. We've got some news to talk about. Yes. Uh, we're going to start with whatever you, whatever this uh, yes. terrible Minecraft video okay. is. I don't so, actually know if this is news, but... You know what? It should be. All right. So I saw a video today. It's not new. Um, it's called... This is the title. Is real life the same as Minecraft? And it has 6 million views. <laughs> and let me let me just walk you through it. And keep in mind that I'm putting this in the most... I'm putting the argument in the most generous light possible okay all right so it starts off with him saying i was taking a shower and i wondered if i could take a shower in minecraft and yes i could i built a shower and then you know he says all the things that you can build in minecraft you know um minecraft has art look it has computers look minecraft is just like real life but then he starts to make like an existential point um, he says that, well, what do you do once you make all the weapons in Minecraft? Oh, you look for diamonds, and then what? Then you make a house, and then what? And he keeps saying, and then what? And then at some point, he just jumps to real life and says, isn't that just like real life? But And then he says, you know, like, not being satisfied or being happy, things like that. The ultimate point is, at some point... You have to quit Minecraft, and at some point, you will become tired of your life and want to quit. The whole video it sounds like this guy needs to see a psychologist. The whole video was a build-up to because Minecraft isn't you know you can't play Minecraft forever, therefore life is meaningless, and you may as well kill yourself. But he didn't wow. c- come right out and say it. That was just like the implied point, and then like. The comments were funny because this guy makes videos for children. He's like a regular Minecraft Let's Player guy, I think. So one of the comments was like, I am 12 years old and having a big crisis. <laughs> Just children being really, really upset. <laughs> oh, man, it was it was really funny. And, That's, um, uh, yeah. That's heavy. Yeah, he came up with a follow-up video called Cheer Up. And I didn't watch the whole thing, but I just skipped around. And he said something about thermodynamics and, like, Socrates. There were three different pictures of Socrates up at the same time. I don't know. The guy's a fucking nut job. But, yeah, that is, that is, is real life the same as Minecraft? It's like that game theory video I made, but completely serious and with a suicidal undertone. Wow. Great. <laughs> yes, it's really, it really is great. Breaking news. Uh... Basically, if you stop playing Minecraft, you might as well kill yourself. Yeah, I mean, what's life without Minecraft? When you think about it. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Minecraft and Microsoft, have you tried Windows 10? I have. Okay, I'm using it now. Ooh. Yeah, and it's the best operating system I've ever used by quite a bit. It's functional. The upgrade was completely seamless. Um, it's just a very quick download, install. All of your programs work. All of your files are still there. It's completely seamless and easy, and it works, and that's really good. 
And I, I don't think it's because Windows 10 is so great that this happened, but it's probably just switching operating systems. But my laptop's been having like a shit ton of problems that I could not explain and couldn't figure out what the cause was. And this made most of those go away oh, nice. very quickly. So, yeah, that's nice. Um, a couple problems here and there, like um, some weird issues with Cortana and some weird problems with full screen GTA. But other than that, it's 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 a it's a good good thing. Yeah, I I, uh, I run Windows Seven on this PC uh, that I play all my games on and stuff, and I'm not willing to to go to Windows Ten because I don't have any problems with Seven. Well, at least on this computer. Um, my laptop's another story. I might try to update it, but uh, but it's such a piece of shit now that I'm, I just want to replace it. I did get Windows 10 on my work computer because that one's, you know, if that one fucks up, no problem. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I, it was, it had Windows 8, and I was so sick of Windows 8. Just like constantly, every day, there was something about Windows 8 that would piss me off because it's just like, oh, to get to this option music menu, I have to scroll my mouse wheel to the right side of the screen and like yeah. rub it. <laughs> I have to like rub the right side of my. I, I hate that shit. It makes no sense. It's obviously built for touch screens. It was a terrible idea from the very beginning. Um, but uh, Windows 10 is. I, I haven't had a ton of time on it, but it seems much better. It's kind of weird. The, the UI, a lot of the UI update stuff has just been like. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of like the recent like minimalist large icon UI yeah. shift that's been happening, and I know that it's like touchscreen influenced and all that. So like whatever, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. But it's just I, I, I'm, I like whenever I go to the control, um, what do they call it? The fucking panel. The yeah, control panel. I always just go to that that view where everything's just in a list, right. in alphabetical order, because that makes the most sense, and everything's right there in one place. And but what they keep having to like, they keep trying to change it and change it and make. And now like the options menu is this crazy thing and window. It it all does the same stuff, but yeah, that I is don't know. that I don't is all gone. In Windows 10. Yeah. It's not like that at all anymore, which is good. I yeah. think you can make it that way if you want. Like, there's an option to have sure. the full screen start and live tiles everywhere. But by default, it's not like that, which is really nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm not really I'm not really a fan of just the completely flat aesthetic that they're going for. Google went for what they call material design, and Windows has been flattening everything. And I like Google's approach a lot more. Yeah, they yeah. use depth in subtle ways, but it it makes sense, and you can sort of tell how things are layered and tiny shadows, and you know when things are on the same plane and how they work. But Microsoft flattens everything, and it might kind of look nice on a tablet or something, but not really on a desktop. Yeah, but, I, I just hate that touchscreens are influencing how, yeah. how much they're influencing. I mean, obviously they've moved away from that since Windows 8, but it's still there. Yeah. But there are um, a few functional changes that I really like. Um, I'm having trouble thinking of all of them. Obviously, Cortana, she's not all that useful, basically a gimmick, but it's good for like quick calculations. Like if you just need to divide a number by another number really quickly, yeah. you don't have to open up calculator and type it in. You can just say it out loud and it, and it does it. Um, oh, the window snapping. That's pretty useful. So... In Windows 7, you can snap a window and then grab another one and snap snap it to the other side. In Windows 10, when you snap a window, you can have it sort of bring up like a, a preview sort of list of all your other open, app, open applications in the empty half of the screen. So you can very quickly choose 
to fill your screen with two snapped applications, it's very useful. And if you have a huge monitor, well, you can do it on a small one, but you wouldn't want to. You can snap to the corners too very quickly. Mm -hmm. So multitasking and snapping in general is useful. Yeah, that's nice. I I I, I use the snapping on seven all the fucking time, like constantly. Uh, I feel like it's one of those things that I feel like the large majority of computer users don't even know about, but would use if they did know. Like Control Shift T in in internet browsers. Um, you should try out Control Shift T if you're not aware of what that does. But uh, yeah, it's I'm it is obviously a huge improvement over eight. I'm glad that Windows was willing to just or Microsoft was willing to just swallow their mistake and say like, yeah, here here's a free thing that that undoes all the shit that we did in Windows eight that sucks. Uh, sorry. Do you uh, even let uh, people who pirated Windows upgrade for free? Sure. To yeah. A legit copy. Um. So. Good on them for doing the right thing, and bad on them for fucking up so badly with eight. It's kind of like it's it's the same like it's actually the same like timeline I think as the connect shit where it's just like why yeah. are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Oh, you finally realized that you fucked up and you fixed it all, but you shouldn't have had to fix it in the first place because you never should have done it in the first place. But it was all the like the period right before Steve Ballmer stepped down, I think. Yeah. So. There you go. Uh, I, I I actually have a lot of confidence in Microsoft, like as a company. I think I think that they're going to do really well. So now, if I want to get the tinfoil hat out, <laughs> some privacy stuff that I'm usually not like hyper concerned about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried that Chrome is a botnet and that you know Mozilla wants to sell my data to the NSA. But there are a couple things that are kind of worrying. They really bake in hard your Microsoft account to. Yeah to windows you don't have to do it but um, they make it you, look like you, you have to do it though eh, i i, I, I when i so. when i was going through the upgrade uh this was worse with windows 8 but still a problem with windows 10 actually i don't know if it was the account stuff or if it was the turning off the options to like like uh personalize my my user experience which basically means that it's just finding ads that are most relevant to you right um I think to find that menu, I had to click on like this really, really tiny fine print somewhere on the on the installation page. But uh, in Windows 8, I think when I was registering the uh, computer for the first time for work, uh, I was really confused because it, it looked like it was making me make a Microsoft account, and I couldn't figure out how to get past this part of the installation. I was thinking like, there's no way they force you to create a Microsoft account. Um, like, what if I'm not even connected to the internet? What's it going to do then? And then I found out that, like, you had to click, like, um, oh, fuck, what was it? They hide it behind, they hide it behind a link that doesn't look like it is the route to take to not make a Microsoft account. But then there's another link behind that that says, like, continue without a Microsoft account, but it doesn't show up until you go through like a series of it's 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 convoluted and it's very it's very malicious i don't remember that i distinctly remember it i i mean maybe i'm just used to processes like that and like you know yeah i think someone who consumer would have would not know to look for that option yeah yeah i don't i don't even remember at all having trouble finding that um i mean like i i don't i don't think i had like a ton of trouble i think it's just like I clicked around a couple times and I was like, how the hell do I get past this? And then when I realized how I get past it, I was like, that is fucking scummy. Uh, 
I, I wish I could remember exactly what the process was, but it, it was very like, it gives you a login page and it says like, don't have an account register here. And then, um, Oh fuck. What was the other one? There was another, there's another link that says something like, uh, or maybe it was that link. Maybe it's that don't have an account register here. And then you have to click on that and then like click on something that takes you back to the login page. But now it has a link that says continue without creating an account, but it's in really small text or something. It's just shitty. Uh, and I think I'm pretty sure there was something like that during the windows 10 installation, but I don't, I also don't remember what that was. So basically I'm useless right now, but, um, yeah, I, I, that that stuff pisses me off, and and having to go through and turn off like send all of my information yeah. to Microsoft is also really shitty. That stuff should be, I don't know. I say it should be off by default, but then like who would turn that on? Uh, right. Even, even, no matter how much they make it look like, like they always make it the wording like we're improving your experience by making personalized, and it's you just know it's just like it's ads. That's all it is. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I I did think that. Okay, I remember reading something similar to what you're saying about the process, but I just don't remember it from my own mm-hmm. install. But so I believe you that it's there somewhere. Um, I yeah, and what I was mainly talking about was the privacy stuff. Um, yeah, the settings yeah. by default it wants you to send I think all of your typing and activity to Microsoft. Um, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a problem. But yeah. when you actually go into the privacy settings, if you're somebody who cares about it, they I think they do a better job than they did in Windows 8 of explaining what will send what. And even though it does do the double speak of like, oh, this will improve your user experiences, I think it says like in parentheses, you know, serving targeted ads. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, um, it's weird, though. They The reason they're giving away for free is to get everybody on one platform. They want people to have Microsoft accounts. They yeah. want people to use the Windows Store. They, yeah. So, yeah. The, I, they want to push it hard, and they're probably not above coercing subtly people. Sure. And 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 I've always been kind of a mixed... mix. I've had mixed feelings about, like, Google, for example, collects so much data about you uh, in so many ways. But, like, they do really clever things with that data, and, and I'm sure they have some really cool ideas of how to use it that are completely innocent. But just the whole – the fact that they're collecting that data is is terrifying. And it's like, well, without it, they wouldn't be able to do this and this and this, but it's a bad precedent. And I – as a whole, I'm, I'm against it. But just, like – you can think of like the ways that like, okay, they're tracking your typing. And so they're going to figure out like just the amount of things that I can think of that they could use, like the amount of uses they could get out of the data of like how people type would just be, it's astronomical to even think about the amount of things they could do with that. But, uh, also terrifying. (laughs) So anyway, uh, moving on. Um, have you heard the good news? I did brother preach the good news. The good news. Is that Metal Gear Solid Five is God? This is such good news. Is coming out September first on the PC, not two weeks after the consoles, as was initially planned. Uh, they, it's, God, they made they made the this announcement last thing we've heard second. About Metal Gear in a while. Yeah, God, I, I I can't believe they waited this long to say it, but they must have been like, 
scrambling behind the scenes to try to like get this thing done and, and they didn't know for sure or something like that. I I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, but, um, but yeah, I'm so glad because I, I, I was just like dreading those two weeks so much. I was thinking like, how the fuck yep. am I going to do this? Cause they were going to be rough. Times. Oh God. It was going to be rough. It was going to be really rough. I, I'm almost sad though, that now I don't have that like <laughs> camaraderie, with other PC users who like had to get through the two weeks, <laughs> but no, I, 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 this is awesome news. I'm really, really, really happy. I'm so excited now. Like, I think that was one of the main things holding me back from like being really, really excited for Metal Gear Solid Five was knowing that I was going to have to wait an extra two weeks and everyone was going to be done with it by the time I even started it. Uh, I, I, I am overjoyed. That's awesome. Yes, it it is really good news. Now it's not all peaches and cream. It Never does is. come with some bad news. Some caveats. Um, yeah. So Metal Gear Online is delayed. For consoles, I think it's November. And for PC, it's January 2016. Mm. So that's not so great. But I'm not that excited for the online. I'm sure I'm going to play it. And I'll probably have a lot of fun with it. But, you know, the thing that I'm most excited for is obviously the single player. And yeah. I can easily sink months into that. So... Yeah, yeah, exactly. The I'm online excited. just feels like that's going to be a, probably a really fun thing to fool around with, but it's not going to be – it's not at all what – I don't think anyone is most hyped about the online portion because, like, they've, they've, they've done some cool stuff with the online stuff and, uh, like, Metal Gear Solid 4, some really cool ideas that if they honed the, the, the their craft, they'd actually be able to, like, create a really, really, really cool online. But I don't know. I That's just not even in my mind, really. No, what I'm not sure about, game. though, is if – because what we've been shown of the Mother Base invasions, it seems different from Metal Gear Online. Yeah. Metal Gear Online seems like a more traditional, you know, play with other people mode. Yeah. I hope the Mother Base invasions are there. I'm pretty sure they will be. Because that it, Metal Gear Online is almost like, like, I kind of equate that with, I guess, like Grand Theft Auto Five Online, where it's just like, they're trying to make it, it's not Grand yeah. Theft Auto Five, it's Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, and I guess this is Metal Gear Solid Online, not Metal Gear Solid Five Online. But um, it, it feels like they're trying to make that like a completely separate game almost. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, I imagine that, that the online parts of, of, the, of the single player experience would probably be... I, I, I would assume that would come out. Because like Kojima wouldn't be happy. Because if like one of his main things, that, that like his gimmicks that he was building for this single player experience didn't ship with the single player... Yeah. That would be really bizarre, and, and I don't think that would fly. And plus, so. it's tied to customizing your single-player mother base mm-hmm. and your single-player logo and everything. Um, there also, did, there is more bad news from oh, Konami boy. Way. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think I know, yeah. Yeah, did you hear about the Nikkei report about the conditions? I heard about Konami? it. I don't know the details. Okay, so we all fig- we all kind of knew that there was some, you know less than kind practices going going down but it's really bad actually so none of the computers are connected to the internet they only have access to internal company resources um employees are followed and monitored on their lunch breaks Mm. their online activities are monitored one person left the company and made a facebook post about it and everybody who liked the post got transferred and shuffled around to different positions. And, um, oh, yeah, well, there's something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of experienced developers 
are getting reshuffled into janitorial positions <laughs> and like as as factory workers for the pachinko machines. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. They're like being sent to the pachinko machine factory like yes. all right, goodbye. <laughs> In, Which you know, I shouldn't it, be laughing about because, like, this is real people's lives being yeah. affected. But, like, there's something so horrible about it all that it's actually funny. Like, it's horrible. It's it's just something you would see in a movie or something. <laughs> it's insanity. Yeah. Um, there was one developer, I don't remember the name, but um, he he worked on, like, a lot of games and wasn't, like, a an incompetent. I think he was, like, relatively senior or, you know, middle at least. And he fell into deep depression after being transferred to work on pachinko machines in a factory. It's just like, so, okay. I read a little bit about why this could be happening and it has in part to do with Japanese corporate culture. So in Japan, they just don't usually fire people. It's not common to fire an employee. Um, the hiring process is very strict, but it's not really like in the United States where you can expect layoffs and that's just part of being in the workplace. So they basically just make the conditions so bad that they force people to quit. And yeah. it's like standard practice. Ah. It's weird. Yep. Uh, Konami is what the hell. What the hell is going on with Konami? Um, uh, they must have watched that Minecraft video because they're very enthusiastically <laughs> yeah. committing suicide with their yeah, gaming they are. intellectual properties. Well, anyway, uh, let's get let's get to some more positive news. I, I guess um, Gamescom started, I think, today, and yes. uh, I guess it's in Germany. I think it's usually in Germany. Uh, and uh, there's some, I think Microsoft had like a conference there today, and I think you can actually watch it, but I haven't had a chance to. There were a few new trailers for some things. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and say the first thing that, that surprised me was that Crackdown that was shown at E3 last year, uh, where it was just a CGI trailer that ended in Crackdown and a logo. They've, I guess, renamed it to Crackdown 3, Yep. which, which like, wow. Uh, good for it them. makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm surprised, game. though. I'm surprised. First of all, because two was not well received, and so you don't really want to like follow two. You want to follow the original. But also because like that's just the thing you do now is that you just name it Crackdown in all caps. But and then they they already had done that, and now they're they're naming it Crackdown three. I don't know. Maybe someone with a, a heart actually like. Went to some executives and said, "We should, we should just call it Crackdown Three. You know, I mean, it's the third one in the Crackdown franchise. Someone with a heart, <laughs> a heart. You know, they they care about nomenclature of their franchises. Um, also, Dark Souls Three had a trailer that came out with some gameplay. Uh, yeah, what'd you think about that? I thought it was really cool. I thought um, it was cool too. I noticed a few things. So." It looks very much like the Bloodborne engine, which is good. Yes, it does. A uh, lot of the same very detailed texture work. The cloth like physics. The blood, are, I guess, yeah, that's stuff with the same. They're not yeah. quite as dramatic, but the blood sprays very similarly to how yeah. it does in Bloodborne, which I kind of like. It seemed to not do it on every hit. It was like backstabs and sure. certain weapons. So, yeah, that's good. Um, the attack animations themselves, they look a lot like Demon Souls. 
like a lot like Demon Souls. Um, they have that like it, may, it might just be this one weapon, but when the when the player is moving their sword, they do that thing that's very unique to Demon Souls, where they move it back a little bit and do a really fast swing mm-hmm. and like pivot the whole body and then plant the feet hard. That's very much like how the Demon Souls animations were, and that's how it was in this trailer. And I like that. I, I really do like the way the animations are in Demon Souls. And um, what else? The bow and arrow. That was fucking cool. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, actually use it as a not scrub easy mode weapon. I assume. Just, hopefully. Yeah. He, he seemed to be, like, shooting it and rolling around. Yeah. Which was, you know, cool. Um, what else? The bosses. There's some other cool things. That one Lots boss, cool that, designs. like, lanky yeah. boss that... that that picks him up in one hand, throws him into the other, like throws him into like his weapon and stabs him into the ground. It was yeah. really cool. Um, I, I, I'm a little disappointed with how similarly it looks to Bloodborne visually, just like not like just the game engine, but just like the color palette and everything. And even like the world looks very similar. That's a little disappointing, but I don't know if they're really only showing like one or two areas because it, to me, like dark souls, like has such a, wide variety of areas and that's part of what appeals to me about it and and bloodborne obviously was criticized a lot for it had some variety but you know the palette and everything was very very gray and 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 dismal and gothic uh which was cool but very i don't know samey uh i i hope i hope that they kind of you know, even Dark Souls Two had a pretty wide variety of of, of levels, so I, I can't imagine that they would just go the Bloodborne route of of yeah, everything's I'd, dark and gray. But. I'd be very surprised if it was, you know, the same amount of variety as Bloodborne. Yeah. I think they really only showed one outside area and like a underground place. Yeah, there might have like been a... like one shot on like a bridge in another area, but it seemed to be mostly from the same area. So That's I'm what I thought worried. too. I, yeah. It seemed like there was a large castle area that was kind of bathed in a sunset light, as we would, as we've come to to expect from the developer. Uh, and 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 like, yeah, it it. I felt like that was probably mainly focusing on one area. So I'm not I'm not too worried. I mean, I Bloodborne was awesome too. So I, I'm really looking forward to it, and I, I I'm looking forward to using a shield again. I just. As much as much fun as dodging is, I, I I'm so a shield you're saying guy. You're bad. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, saying I'm a scrub. Dodging, the rolls looked really. They fast looked way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say long range. It's probably the same range as they generally are, but maybe we're used to Bloodborne where it's more like a sidestep. But uh, it was, it it looked like the animation looked completely different than than I'm used to. Or maybe again, maybe that's just too much Bloodborne. But uh, it looked different. Uh, so that's. That's pretty exciting. Uh, yes. Yay. Glad that's a thing. Um, <clears throat> so something I want to talk about is, and I haven't watched the full Microsoft conference, so I don't know if they've talked about this at length, but there's been at least two trailers that have heavily focused, or not heavily focused, but have emphasized the the power of the cloud. The uh, magical which is, cloud. Which is something that Microsoft kept saying like three years ago. Like when the Xbox One was first unveiled at E3, they kept on saying like, it's the computing power of the cloud. You can Now you can send your processing to the cloud and the video games can do amazing things with the power of the cloud. It all sounded like complete horseshit to me then. Like, you know, pre-release bullshit that 
that that they right. would hope you would forget about by the time the console actually came out, but that would hopefully influence your decision as to which one to buy. Um, and I thought I was right when I said that, and the console came out, and nobody mentioned it, and nothing was using it, and there was just there was just zero mention of it. Well, all of a sudden, here at Gamescom, uh, Crackdown Three said specifically in their trailer, they had like a narrator that said something about using the power of the cloud to achieve like they said something like twenty times the processing power of the Xbox One, uh, which is like that's a that's quite a claim to make. Uh, and they showed buildings falling down and like and lots of little pieces and stuff. It looked like those uh, Half Life Two. Episode two, like buildings exploding and stuff. It was like, look at look at all the pieces. It's amazing. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Before we move on to more cloud stuff, that was one more thing worth mentioning about Crackdown Three. One of the few details we have besides the CG trailer is that buildings can be anyway. demolished. Basically, yeah. yeah. I, I, they 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 showed some actual gameplay, uh, which it was nice seeing like okay here's what the actual engine looks like oh i didn't see the gameplay yeah no they showed some gameplay so there's you you actually get a pretty good idea of like here's what the game looks like uh they've they've confirmed that the area or the city is called gangland right on they're uh they're (laughs) they're not uh (laughs) they're they're not holding back on that at all uh so it it, it looks like the gameplay is going to be something like uh they're going to go that very familiar i guess uh Shadow of Mordor almost route of like conquer these areas and fight back against other people trying to conquer those areas. I actually, I actually, the first thing I thought of was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and 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 fighting the gangs there and trying to make the whole thing your territory. Uh, but yeah, that's probably something that we're going to be seeing in a lot of open world games, including the next Mad Max game, uh, which I, there's I have nothing else to say about. But um. Yeah, I don't know. It looks good. It looks like maybe they went a little bit overboard on like the cell shading stuff, like the outlines on objects, and it looks a little bit ridiculous and headache-inducing. But I, I've seen, I, I think like uh, Borderlands and stuff, like a lot of other games that have taken that art style have toned it down when the actual game was released, and they like emphasize it in the trailers for whatever reason. So maybe that might be a marketing thing. I don't know, or maybe it's one of those things that you just get used to. But anyway, it it looks it looks like Crackdown, so that's the highest compliment I can give anything, and it's got agility orbs, agility orbs in it, so yay. Uh, but yeah, they 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 specifically mentioned the cloud, and then there was a Forza trailer where they focused on entirely on racing in the rain. Uh, they have like I don't know puddle tech. <laughs> you hit a puddle and it affects your handling, which is realistic. Wow, amazing! It's cool. It's cool for someone like me who's an <laughs> you know like. <laughs> It's like, oh wow! Did you hit a puddle and it actually affects the car in the right way? Like, I don't know that little things like that are important to people who like racing sims. But uh, they were they were exaggerating how sim their water driving actually looks like visually because in real life, when you're racing in the rain, no matter what kind of car it is, but especially like open wheel cars with wings and stuff on them, the rain just it creates this plume behind the car where like if you're behind the other car you the all, only thing you can see is their headlight is their uh brake lights if you're lucky but then they kept showing gameplay in forza and it's just like the cars have this like really unrealistic looking little like cloud of rain next to it just looks really bad so i don't know why That's the fuck the they even the focused on that yeah, the power of the cloud but yeah they, they said it's the power they're using the power of the cloud in forza uh so here's what i want to talk about what the fuck 
how is it possible to rely on remote servers to process anything in your local game? Your guess is as good as mine. I I don't know what they could possibly use it for. Because this kept going through my mind, you know, when the Xbox One was going to be released and they kept talking about it. So they, when they first announced it, when they first announced the Xbox One and the, and the power of the cloud and everything, the implication was that Xbox One was an online-only console. And, and I was like, okay, this is their excuse for being on, online-only, is that, well, we have to be online-only so that we can use the power of the cloud. Because if you're not connected to the internet, then we won't be able to run the game correctly, basically. But now... Xbox One isn't an online-only console. You can you just have to log in like what once a day or whatever, um, and yet, so like, what if you're not connected to the internet? Can you not destroy buildings I, in Crackdown or not race in the rain and for like what? I you know what if you have a bad internet connection? What if it's just a slow internet connection? What the fuck happens? Does the building like lag as it goes? Like what? The only thing I can think of is. I guess something like lag compensation in Source Engine games. I mean, if you were to spin it and like have technically the cloud in play, you could have, I guess, the server do some calculations about player position and then just send the information to the clients, yeah. uh, which would technically be different because See, that's most what console I would assume, stuff like... is peer-to-peer. But like... It, there's is there's no way you're right like there's no way the cloud is being used to draw 20 the times the processing on the power yeah and, yeah um i mean I maybe the server farm does have 20 times the processing power but what is it doing yeah what does that mean question i would assume like in the terms of like crackdowns buildings being destroyed i i would assume that what happens is theoretically and i'm not saying that this would, would happen in practice because i just can't imagine this being effective or practical or possible. Um, I would assume what would happen is like you shoot a building with your rocket launcher in one of its supports. And then when, when that rocket hits the building and explodes, Microsoft servers have a simulation of that building and say like, okay, here's where the rocket hit it. Here's how the building would collapse according to our physics model. And then it just sends the individual positions of each object that's part of the building. And all it has to do is send its positions instead of calculating the physics model. But I don't see how that would actually save... I don't know. I'm not a developer. This is all conjecture. But it seems to me like that would be just as hard as doing the physics model locally. Like, I don't know how that saves you anything. And Uh, even if that is what it is, the improvement is so marginal... So why care or mention? Yeah, I, well, I mean, you know, the reason that they would mention it is obvious because they get to say cloud. Sure, but how many years ago was Red Faction Guerrilla, and and it's building like in the in Crackdown's trailer, the buildings collapsing looked a lot like that, basically, which is great. It's awesome. It always it's still Red Faction Guerrilla still looks really cool when buildings collapse, but like I I don't I think that it's just a complete marketing thing, and and I'm sure that. I do actually have confidence that Microsoft is probably developing really cool things that cloud computing can do, but I feel like they're acting like it does stuff that it can't, at least at the moment. And and that 
I don't know. I don't know. But they can't make these claims and then just completely not deliver. Although they already did that when the fucking console launched. They they were talking about cloud computing as if it was going to be used on some of their launched games and stuff. And I don't think it ever was. And so I, I'm I'm okay with the not delivering. I like I'm okay <laughs> with the pie in the sky theorizing, and this is what we might be able to do. But just explain it even a little bit. What does it mean? Nobody knows. And I don't think they, nobody's asked them, really. <laughs> when they yeah. get asked, they give like a vague, some calculations are handled by the servers, you know. Yeah. Who knows? It's a black box. It's a mystery. I hope someone has the know-how to like go in there once these games come out and say, like, here's exactly what's happening. And maybe there's some information already out there that I'm just not aware of, or maybe there will be some in like upcoming weeks, but... It, at the moment, all I know is they keep throwing the fucking cloud computing word into their marketing material <laughs> with no explanation at all, and it doesn't seem physically or practically possible in any way, and it yeah. never did. So, whatever. Um, but yeah, I I specifically remember just like I felt like I felt like I was going crazy because I didn't see anyone else complaining about this. But when everyone was up in arms about Xbox One being online only, and then they and then they backtracked and said, all right, all right, all right. It's not online only. You just have to sign in or whatever. Um, they they ignored the fact that one of their main defenses for being online only was cloud computing. And it was like, I know that they haven't just completely, like, they, they would have to go through so much work to somehow, like, redesign their games to not use cloud computing if they're not going to be, I don't know. That shit was crazy to me from the beginning. Right. I, the, yeah. Um I remember some people saying that, oh, look what you did. Now that the Xbox One isn't a DRM oh my machine, gosh, yes. now it's not going to have the magical cloud computing features I'm not going to name any names, but someone in ABF was fucking defending Xbox that whole time after Xbox One was announced to it being released. And it drove me insane because they were just like, how can you ignore the ridiculous stuff that Microsoft is doing and claiming and just, oh, yeah. God. But it it doesn't matter because they're going to be able to do it anyway. Now, yeah, yeah. what? Who knows? Who cares? Who cares? Who gives a shit? There who was cares? another Xbox thing worth mentioning at Gamescom. They finally showed some some gameplay of Scalebound. Hideki yes, Kamiya's I haven't seen game. it. It's uh, I didn't watch the whole thing beginning what to is end. It? I watched what most is this of it. Game? Okay, so. It's basically Borderlands with a bow and arrow and dubstep. All right, that sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say but. I but instead you went <laughs> I mean, I have to I I have to look at it closer, but I didn't just like skip around. I watched a good part of it and there was dubstep, there was numbers popping up when he would fire arrows one after another. It it didn't look like a stylish Kamiya fighting mm. game. It looked really good for a console game sometimes. Like the dragons looked cool and were mm. lit well, and the style was nice. The dragons but, looked cool and were lit well. Put it on the box. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I wasn't really expecting that game to that game's exclusivity to sell me on an Xbox One. No, but I don't. I don't see any way 
that I'll be I'll feel compelled to buy one anytime soon now. Yeah. That was mm. probably the one that could have could have got me interested. Crackdown has me interested, man. Crack yeah, Crackdown, but I wouldn't buy I wouldn't buy an Xbox crackdown. exactly. Like right. I they like Microsoft has more exclusive games for their console than PS4 even even now. But the few exclusive console uh, games that PS4 has are so much better than the ones that Xbox is offering. Yes. Just like Bloodborne and Uncharted and all these like and the uh, ones in the future too. Yeah, Last Guardian. exactly. Uh, PlayStation has way, way, way better uh, exclusive options. Uh, it's it's a predicament for Microsoft, but I I do think that the numbers are at least estimated that that Xbox is catching up to PS4. So. I don't know. We'll see. I I'm glad that that the fight is more even this this yeah. generation uh, because it'll be good for the consumer. Period. So, Sony needed the pressure to get oh, yeah. the exclusives out cuz they had yeah. like a whole year where they clearly dominated in hardware sales and didn't really have to do much. Yeah. Yeah. Um the but the price drop helped Microsoft a lot. Yeah, and it need that needed to happen regardless because of the stupid connect shit and just like, goddamn, Microsoft still has work to do, but I'm glad that they've I'm 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 actually happy that Microsoft has figured out a lot of their bullshit that, that was really holding yes. them back. Um I'm not totally pleased with like the Xbox integration in Windows ten. Um by default it turns <sighs> on the the game D V R feature, which is kinda like Shadow Play but yeah. like built into Windows. Um, and it causes some problems actually with some games, hmm. but if you turn that off, it seems functional. And if there were exclusive games on there, which there will be with the, the rare pirate game, that's only going to be on there on PC. So yeah, I, I can kind of see what they're doing. They want to yeah. have a single platform that's feeding into the same cash flow. Um, if, 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 and this is a huge if, because you know, the the games for windows live shit was a thing um if microsoft delivers even a little bit on the xbox integration that they're planned that they're planning to do with windows 10 that will actually be really really awesome uh the ideas that they're even they're just kind of hinting at some ideas of like well, you know, maybe some of these exclusive games coming out on the, the Xbox One might come out on the PC too. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of just like this tease, and and uh, I hope that they don't just completely shutter that because that's a distinct possibility with them. But uh, it would you know be really cool. You know what might set it apart from something like UPlay and you know Origin to a lesser extent is most people on Windows 10 will probably be logged in with a Microsoft account anyway. And yeah. you won't have the infamous login to Games for Windows Live pop up that almost never worked. Ugh. And yeah, so if people don't even have to log into another service or even open another program, like it's just baked into the operating system, it might be a more attractive option to people. Not maybe yeah. not more than Steam, but I don't think people will be averse to it. Like they were averse to win- games for Windows Live, and like they are averse to UPlay. But I need to do my research because I think like, <clears throat> like they, I think they've released like the rare collection of like, I guess I, maybe Perfect Dark is on there, and like Banjo Kazooie and stuff like that. Um, a lot of old rare titles have been released on the Xbox One. I don't know, but I'm I think those might also be available on Windows 10, or maybe you have to have an Xbox One to get them on Windows or something. But if I felt like when they were announcing like all the backwards compatibility stuff, 
that not, not I'm not going to go as far as saying that this was an implication, but it was at least a possibility that a lot of that stuff could end up on the PC as well. Uh, I don't know if 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 they embrace the PC, which a lot of companies are, it, that would be so awesome. And 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 we're seeing. I'm I'm surprised at how many games we're seeing that are coming out with you know functional PC ports. Sometimes even focusing on the PC version, and and big companies actually yeah. like totally embrace and and konami for example just caving and saying all even, right, all right we, we fucked up we shouldn't have said pc was two weeks later here you go even here in you their, go. even in their death throes they still <laughs> yeah like accommodating that, that PC. says something you know apparently pc users had had a voice there so and it seems cool. like um it seems like the rare collection is xbox one only but the pirates game is windows 10 and, and that's rare one. so yes. i don't know oh well, I would just like to see, you know, even if it was a slow kind of process, I'd like to see a lot of that stuff being integrated onto the PC, which seems to be their plan. So that that could be really awesome. Uh, yeah, it's certainly more... Like, the cross-platform stuff is certainly more attractive than Sony's. Mm-hmm. Sony's, if you want to play your game in another room, you need a PlayStation Vita. And <laughs> Xbox One just requires you to have a computer. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great idea. Just yeah, that fundamental aspect of it is a pretty cool idea, and uh, and and yeah, we're seeing games like Rocket League, which is a, a Sony game that has cross uh, compatibility. That's not the same thing we're talking about, but I'm I'm just talking about like PC support. Right. You can play that game with PC and vice versa. Players, uh, that's for some reason it's taken a long time for game even a small games like that to to integrate the two i don't know what the i don't know what the the issues are there that a developer faces trying to do that but like that i remember some games mixing with that idea like i want to say like for some reason i want to say frontline's fuel of war might have been cross platform or something i don't know but there there it is never it was never embraced and I i would really like to see that stuff because like i've got friends who have who are console gamers who I would love to play games with, uh, but still can't. I, I hope I hope shit moves in the right direction. And and honestly, I'm kind of optimistic about it right now, which is cool. Yep. Um, All right. One last thing I wanted to mention. Uh, there's a little, I guess you could call it tech demo or small project. It's called Punity. Stylized like with a capital P and a capital T. It's a remake, sort of, of PT in Unity. Oh. And it uh it looks exactly like PT. Like really? they got they got the look almost exactly right. Um to and even the sounds and the way you walk and the like film grain effects on the screen, it is all dead on for the most part but like the lighting engine and shit can't possibly it be really is i'll have to i'll have to look yeah. at that i want to see that for myself it's not pt for pc um you can't actually walk through the door at the end and continue the loop it's just the hallway mm-hmm. but there's like some basic mechanics like there's a different set of horror things that happen and lisa's still in it um I don't know. It, the guy seems to be like iterating on it, so it'll be interesting to see if he makes it more complicated and closer to the original. I mean, what it does show for sure is that it is possible to recreate PT from scratch, mm-hmm. which somebody needs to do um, just to preserve it. 
and you know to let other people play it i guess to, for people who didn't have a ps4 during that short time yeah i'm really sad that pt's just erased from existence <laughs> but yeah you know download punity and you'll at least get a taste yeah of what pt was like if you haven't played it that's cool i'm glad people do stuff like that uh you can always rely on the internet to do kind of illegal copyright breaking shit like that 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 uh is is for the greater good (laughs) Um, so good for you internet that's the only time you'll ever hear me say that and beyond the you know how good it is that pt is being preserved in some form um it also kind of impressed me by how much unity can do the new version Mm -hmm. of unity I, i mean i did not think it could look as good as the fox engine but it does wow cool yeah awesome good for them and again, that's called punity. Um, here's a piece of news that I forgot to mention. I'm pretty sure Splatoon had an update, or at least it was just, maybe it was just a day long thing, in which uh, white ink was was in the game, <laughs> and and there was a lot of really good uh, drawings from the Miiverse or whatever. Uh, of <laughs> how cute of jokes about the white ink. So it's white like a cotton ball. Yes, I'm really glad that uh, I'm really glad that that community keeps keeps going and keeps making those really those drawings and shit. I love seeing that stuff, like the in-game drawings of like really inappropriate shit. I know it was Splatoon was just updated to version 2.0. I don't know what's different. I just know that, that happened I also recently. Don't know. Anyway, video games uh, are actually good right now, so cool. Yeah. That's that's the conclusion you can get from this podcast. Um, all right. Anything else? Nope, I'm tapped. Okay, well, if you haven't noticed, if you just tuned in, we're on a new channel right now, the Push to Shout YouTube channel. Uh, I think, Mike, your plan is to go back and upload some stuff, some yes, past I'm gonna stuff. Yes, I'm going to be and... uploading the old podcasts, get them all in one place uh, so that they're not, you know, you can find them with a search on YouTube. That's the plan. That's cool. And, uh, and remember to subscribe yes uh, but seriously subscribe because i like, subscribe tell your friends yeah because like first of all it'll it'll send you an order you'll be able to see if we're live and all that stuff but also like we kind of want to get a gauge of how or at least i do i want to see how many people are like actually you know interested in this stuff uh so subscribe please let us know you know subscriber you're banned let us know what's going on and and, and yeah don't get banned subscribe so Good night, everyone. Sorry it was late. Maybe next week we'll be on time. But, uh, see ya.